Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I am your host. This podcast is about my personal experiences, stories, and events with dealing with borderline personality disorder, otherwise known as BPD. My experiences with BPD is due to my wife, now ex-wife, who I have been with for 34 years, was diagnosed with BPD in 2012. And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands, but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. everybody and thank you for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, I'm your host. In this episode, I'm going to um, throw out there my uh, suggestions on one of the reasons my wife did a 180 um, with her BPD. And I think it's got to do with uh, coming to terms with their needs and of the, those who are not affected with BPD um, and love the ones in your life who have BPD is to be the better person and if you want to sacrifice and deal with the BPD and anything you've tried has not worked well I give this the opportunity for you to say you know what let's try and give it a shot and what do you got to lose so with that being said let's get on with this episode everybody thank you again for listening to living in the third degree with vpd this is brad shattuck your host and the last episode that i posted um hopefully a lot of you have listened to and if not i would highly suggest you listen to it because anybody who's wondering if somebody can perform a 180 with bpd i was probably the most skeptical person who would think that it could not happen after of all the years of it getting worse and worse and worse and then all of a sudden, like, snap of a finger, flip of a switch, night and day, a 180. Amazing. So after sitting down and thinking about it, I put in uh, my suggestions into the last episode. Uh, but this what I want to say is, um, I had mentioned before that I had asked my wife, I said, you know, and I had done this during, during most of her BPD because I, I, before knowing a lot about it, I thought maybe it was just something I was doing. So... I said, do you believe I love you? And she, you know, didn't say completely that she was completely confident with a yes, but yeah, I, I suppose. And I said, is there anything that you can tell me that I can do more to love you? And without even a second thought, she said, and she actually got a little perturbed about it and said, I shouldn't have to tell you. 
so that kind of bothered me. And, you know, later down the road, I said the same question. And she said again, why, you've asked that before. And I, like I said before, why should I have to tell you? Well, the reason what I told her was, I said, you know, when we all meet, you know, a lot of people, this misconception, when we when we first meet, we love each other, everything, we laugh about that person, what, what they say, we laugh at their stupid jokes, everything looks good, <clears throat> we agree with everything they like, and we sacrifice, and, you know, then people change. No, it's not that people change. You change back to who you actually really were. You can't tell me when you first meet somebody, you know, to, to impress that person, you know, to... You're going to go overboard, especially on the first date. You're going to yes him to death. <clears throat> You're going to fluff everything up. You know, um, some people, of course, go way overboard and lie. But, you know, you're going to laugh at the stupid jokes. You know, otherwise, that first is a, that first date's going to be a disaster. And it's probably not going to go to a second date. So we all do that. You know, we do it in the beginning. And um, we, I think we all have masks on. You know, we don't want... We're kind of afraid that if they see the real us, they may not like us so you know we all try to kind of live to what we expect or we want to live up to their expectation what they expect in a partner you know especially when you look online you know if you're dating online and you look at what they're looking in a person you, you want to be you want to tell them everything they want to hear you want to do everything they want you to do so anyways uh, you know I explained to my wife I said you know no, not that so much but you know we all over the years, we change. You know, I used to hate onions. Now I love them. You know, certain foods I hated, I love now. And certain foods I used to love, I can't stand now. Certain tastes, smells, uh, music. You know, we all change a little bit over time. And, you know, sometimes we kind of veer off from each other. You know, we used to have a lot of in common. Um, now we have different likes and different dislikes and things I like you don't like now. And, you know, and I'd say to her, you know, we always used to like doing this together. Well, I don't anymore. Okay, well, everybody does that, so it's normal. So I said, maybe there's some things that, you know, not that I don't love you any less, but maybe there's some things that you may require more that I'm not doing. Now, I looked at her and I said, you know what? I hope you appreciate this. If I didn't love you as much as I say I really do, I wouldn't even ask you that question because it wouldn't matter to me. I could be like, you know what? I love you. This is what I'm putting into it. If it's not good enough for you, then I'm not good enough for you. And... If you don't like it, well, I'm too bad. Take it. You know, I love you. And this is the best I can do. But, you know, we all change. You know, look at companies. You know, the, we instill new policies, new procedures, new, um, you know, ways of manufacturing, new processes. You know, so not always try to make things easier, but try to make things more likable. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, a, a lot of Fortune 500 companies not only do things just to enhance productivity and output, but to make the employees, you know, like their jobs a lot more. So, you know, we're not repetitious all the time and, you know, get caught up in the same, you know, day-to-day, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, when after I told that, she said, I don't know, maybe you could show me more that you love me instead of just saying it. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, I don't know, like, when you tell me I'm beautiful, you know, you just say it in general, like, you're beautiful. Like, is it my hair? Is it, you know, the eyeliner look uh, put on? Is it something I'm wearing? You know, maybe I, I did something special so you'd notice, but, you know, maybe if you pointed out 
you know, anything specific, you know, and that'll also prove to me you're not just saying it. I said, okay. So that's when I started listening to her a lot more. And she used to say all the time, you know, I don't feel loved. I, I, I don't feel appreciated. And I'm thinking to myself, I say it all the time. But again, I think we all generalize a lot of the, the things we say. You know, we say, I love you. You're beautiful. You're sexy. I'm attracted to you. Rather than what makes you attract this person? What makes them sexy? What makes them beautiful? What makes you love them? What makes you love them so much? You know? So I started going deeper. And I figured, why the hell not? She just, I actually just asked her something. She opened up to me when before a few times or a couple times, I don't remember, she didn't. You know, rather than the guessing game, she actually just opened up to me. So I didn't do it right away to let her know that, you know, I, I didn't want to come off as fake. But the next time I told her, I said, wow. I said, I don't know what you did to your hair today. But, you know, anytime I did notice something different, whether it was her hair, eyeliner, um, you know, um, the clothes she wore, anything, I would definitely not just say, oh, that's a nice shirt. I would say, wow, that shirt really makes makes you look very attractive. That shirt makes you very sexy. Those pants look really good on you. They look really sexy on you. And put emotion to it rather than just saying it. You know, you got to remember, even if you're with this person in a short period of time, they know if your words have meaning, you know, rather than just, uh, you know, put, put the feeling in the words. So, you know, when I, instead of just saying, I love you, I look at her and say, you know, you're just so special. You're a kind-hearted person. And I love you for that. And that's one of the reasons I love you so much. Or I'd say, you know, one of the reasons I just love you so much, you know, you know, do this a lot when she'd do something kind, like she'd see some squirrels and she'd say, pull over here. And she'd start throwing some old chips out. I said, you know, that's one of the reasons I love you so much. You're just so in touch with nature. You know, most people would, you know, wouldn't care about them. They think they're pests. They, you know, make sure they keep the bird food away from them. They scare them away. They throw stuff at them to scare them. And look at you. You're going out of your way to actually give them food and come in touch with nature. <coughs> so I would go above and beyond and go in depth and tell her why I loved her so much. Or if she did something nice for me, I would, you know, instead of just saying thank you, I would say, that was so nice of you. That just made me feel so good. Thank you so much. I love you. You know, so not just generalize things. You know, just say thank you or please or I love you or you look attractive. You look sexy. You look beautiful. Go a little bit and let them know why. And that will, and not only that, you know, sometimes when you go from stoplight to stoplight, you don't remember, you know, a subconscious mind takes over. A lot of times if they just hear these generalizations, they may not even really hear you, or they may kind of acknowledge that they hear it, but they may really not have, because they hear those generalizations all the time, they just, you know, but if you said it 10 times in a day, and ask them at the end of the day how many times you said it, they probably really have to think about it, and say, I'm really not sure, and I bet it wouldn't be close to as many times you really did, but if you put some meaning into it, and got a little more in depth of why, I think that would put more meaning into what you're trying to say, but it would also let them know that you really mean it. And like I said, make sure you put that 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 feeling into the words. You know, I'm going to tell my wife, you know, wow, those pants look nice on you. They're sexy. I go, wow, those pants look really nice on you. You look really sexy on those. You really do. And I'll put a big smile into it. And, you know, and I've noticed when I say these things more, she gets more flustered. And I've noticed the more and more that I've been doing this since she's done her waiting in the last 
almost five months now, she has been so much more receptive, so much more loving, very few of her BPD splitting episodes, and so much more, you know, receptive. Like, and I remember before, you know, telling her, I say it all the time, I love you. You know, I tell you all the time you're sexy. I make comments all the time, but again, it's generalization. And they may not even hear it, like I said. They may not hear it. They may be waiting to hear it, but even when you generalize it, they still may not really hear it. And if they do, it's not going to have as much meaning as if you tell them why. What makes it so special about them being attractive or so special about them being sexy? What makes them sexy? What makes them so beautiful that day? What makes you love them at that moment when you're saying you love them? Why are you saying out of the blue you love them? And I hope to God it's not because you're so insecure. You want to hear them say it. Some of, so, some of us, you know, you may lie to yourselves or, or lie out loud and say, you know, I said I love you because, I, I, you know, you looked upset. No, you might be wondering, are they thinking about something? Are they upset with you? So you want to make sure they still love you. Don't do that. Tell them they love you for something they did. Now, you don't always have to say you love them because of something they did. You could just say, you know what? I just want to let you know how much I really love you. There's nothing special you just did, said, or anything. I just really wanted to let you know that I love you. I do. I really love you. And like, is it going to hurt anything? What is it going to hurt you to do these little extra things? And if somebody say, well, if I start doing these things, she's going to know I'm fake because I never did this before. You know what? You don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to change everything all at once. You know, every little bit is one less thing you have to do. Like I always told my wife, if we look at a room and it's all cluttered, one less thing, one little thing that you move is that one less thing you have to move after. Every little thing is one less thing you have to do. So do a little bit here and there. Spread it out. Spread it thin. But do it. That's the whole key point. Do it. Don't do it all at once. Yes, it may seem like, why all of a sudden are you doing all these? Do the I love yous. And then, you know, do an I love you maybe on, you know, the beginning of the week. Towards the middle, do the beautiful. Then the attractive and the sexy. Maybe do them all within one week, but spread it out. So that way, throughout the whole week, you've done something special for her. And what has it done? It's worked, but it's worked with meaning. Something that you fulfilled that every woman wants to hear. They all want to hear their love. They want to feel their love. But you can make them feel loved by saying it. You don't necessarily have to do so much, but it's how you say it. And by saying it. And saying it with meaning and saying it with you know, with meaning. You really have to say it. And don't be fake. That You know how to be fake and how not to be fake. Don't come off as fake because you're going to do it. You're going to be embarrassed. You're never going to do it again and you're just going to blow it. Take your time. Do it. Give it a shot. Like I said, is it going to hurt? With me, it's done nothing but good. So with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Shoot me an email. ThirdDegreePodcastNH at gmail.com Thank you very much for listening. Remember, if you have somebody in your life with BPD, love them as much as you can because they find it so hard to love themselves. Happy life. Happy relationship. You've been listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. I hope you enjoyed the show, and please check out my many other episodes. I hope you get some beneficial suggestions from my experiences. And remember, we're all responsible for our own choices. I'd like to remind you that if you have someone in your life with BPD, try to understand them and love them as much as you can, because they find it so hard 
to be able to understand themselves and love themselves. So thank you again and have a happy life.